0: you are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment
1: opportunities. It's never been explored. This area has never been seen before by people and it's never been sampled. So to get these latest trench, trench results to see a really true, like wide width with really good grade, reinforces what we're seeing in the drilling. What we're seeing in the drilling is good veins, really altered system. It feels real, it looks real, it's got all the, all the hallmarks of the system. And those recent trend results have really started a, an almost, really started a really positive energy through the grid, because it's coinciding with really good looking rock in the drilling as well.
2: Welcome back to Mining Stock Education, I'm Bill Powers, thanks for tuning in. In today's show, we're getting an update from tier one silver, Ivan Bevacic's chair, Peter Dembicki, President and CEO, and Dave Smithson, the Senior Vice President of Exploration. Gentlemen, welcome back onto the show. And Dave, we'll kick it over to you to start off with. You have a new target at your Curabaya project in Peru, and you've had some excellent grab samples, which you've been putting out for quite some time. Walk us through this target. You know, what's the significance of what you're seeing here and how does it relate to the current drilling that you have going on right now?
1: Yeah, the new zone we've just identified, by, it's really exciting because, um, you know, we started out the process in the field, finding lots of veins and selectively sampling those veins to try and understand what our blue sky on grades were and whether this is a system that's really interesting or not. And we know that grades is so important. So we wanted to get a really early feel on that. The next question is kind of like how big is it is, what kind of footprint does it have? We point to the giants to the Northwest. We talk about being in a productive corridor, do we have a footprint to support those claims? And, you know, the early sampling showed us that, yes, you do have that footprint. So we've been really intrigued the whole time with the system, but it's been slowly but surely crystallising in front of us. It's a really it's a process of just grinding it out on the ground and, and following up on every sample you get, and then that leads into good trenching. So when we started the project and we started selectively sampling, we did go straight to a trenching stage and we started off you know, in like kind of low grades, um, a few high-grade, over a metre, but lots of sort of like, you know, 30, 50 metres of 50 silver kind of kind of numbers, really low-grade stuff. And we started understanding a little bit more about geometry and we kept expanding the footprint and the sampling. When we systematically started working the system last year, um, we identified the Cambaya area and we saw wide veins and they were some of the widest veins we'd seen on surface. I mean, we're looking for critical widths here of, you know, two to four metres on these veins just to start. I and mean, we're looking for a, a, an auto deposit, an underground open pit, whatever it takes. But those are the questions we're trying to answer. What are the economics? What are the widths? What are the grades? So the, the natural transition is to go into the trench. And so we started working in the main area where we're drilling now and we started seeing some really good widths. You know, we saw, saw quite moderate grades over, you know, two to, uh, two to 500 grams over four to six metres kind of thing. We saw a couple of metres of six kilograms. We saw a couple of metres of 1.2 kilograms. Really exciting. The geology was great. All the alteration was there. It was starting to back up those surface numbers. The Kambaya uh, process has been exceptionally good because it's a brand new area that's an additional feeder to the ones that we've seen in the main zone. So those numbers I was talking to you about just, just now, they represent feeder zones. And um, that's how we get the drill towards the best places to go drilling. We we understand what our feeders widths are with the trenching. We were really surprised at Cambaya it because it produced the very best widths and grades we've seen to date on the property. And it really demonstrates that it is a process and that it takes time to, to work something brand new like this. It's never been explored. This area has never been seen before by people and it's never been sampled. So to get these latest trench, trench results to see a really true like wide width with really good grade reinforces what we're seeing in the drilling. What we're seeing in the drilling is good veins, really altered system. It feels real. It looks real. It's got all the, all the hallmarks of the system. And those recent trench results have really started a, an almost, really started a really positive energy through the group because it's coinciding with really good-looking rock in the drilling as well. And as we, as the process was with the trenching, we started off learning with the trenching, learning where the, where the best structures were. We've accelerated that learning in the drilling. We're in our eighth hole now, and we're starting to see the very best structures that we've seen to date. And um, some of our early ideas have changed. We've been modifying. We've been working with our geophysics and our, and our surface work understanding better the geometry in the system, and things are starting to really fall into place now. So we're in a really positive space with Kuribaya. It's really delivering on surface like it always has, and that delivery is translating to the drill bit for us. We're seeing better results all the time, and it's, um, it's given, up, given us the impetus to go out, expand our drilling area of influence, and get onto those new structures that we've just identified because they could be the best ones to date. So
2: what would be the footprint surface footprint at this point with these new channel samples?
1: Our one, one by three kilometers. The whole project at this
2: point is one by three kilometers.
1: That's just the main area of high grade footprint. The, The larger alteration footprint is about three by three kilometers. And it's within a huge land position with multiple stream set anomalies that we're still following up with in the field. So we're actually generating new targets as we're drilling and as we're Redefining new zones for future drilling. We're actually following up on on the rest of the property at the same time and finding more veins and, and breaches and really interesting things out further afield on the property. So it's really delivering well on on surface and the drilling starting to reflect that learning. And um we're just seeing wider veins, wider zones of of feeders, and yeah, you know, they're classic epithermal textures, beautiful sulfide veins with you know, beautiful epithermal textures in them. So.
2: You brought this project to Ivan's attention years ago. Uh, How does this project at at this stage in exploration rank with what you've seen in your career as an exploration geologist?
1: Um, Well, it's a good question, Bill, because my job before I came to the group was actually working with the the Ounce Portfolio Manager and the um, the Chief Geoscientist of Newmont. And so my responsibility was to actually add Ounces to the company's Ounce Portfolio. So I was sent a, uh, to a lot of projects to try and understand where we can do better with our grades, where we can do better with our structures, how we can how we can um, improve our answers. So I've got a really good database of information from the, from those years of working. And um, yeah, this sort of project, in 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 first place, you just don't see these come across the desktop. You never see a project like this this good come across as a as a submittal. So that's like off the table completely. We're really fortunate to have it. We generated it ourselves and it was through our own systematic screening of the, of the ground that we picked it up. Um, this sort of class of project, this sort of scale with this sort of grade, I would see it in a year five, six into development in in Newmont world. Um, so it's really unusual. It's, um, uh, there's nothing like it out there right now. I've actually never seen the head grade, the, the the grades that the peak grades that we've seen on the on the system in silver and gold. I mean, we have up to almost a kilogram of gold in samples. So you can imagine you don't have to hit much with the drill to get intercepts, and that's what it's always had going for it. But what it hadn't had going for it was how do you find that one sweet spot, that one juicy structure that you can hang a mineral system on and and hang some economics on. And in hole eight, which we just drilled, now we just finished it last night, um, we're starting to see indications, widths of feigning that for the very first time could support um, support something of interest. I mean, we have to see the grades, everything's in the, in, the, in, in the laboratory, but you get a good feel for these systems over time and you can see what you think's gonna go and what's not. And um, what we can say for sure is that it's, it's a real system and um, it's got scalability and size and it's not just a surface phenomenon it has a really deep third dimension to it which is which is up really well altered and it's got really good vein development so we're starting to we're starting to vector in on the meat where we think the really good stuff is we've got one hole across a nice structure now and we're going to continue to, to follow up on our best trenches we're gonna go again on those structures um, and uh, work our way back to the where we think the, the source of all the mineralization has come from
2: well, thank you, Dave. Uh, Peter, logistically, could you update us on the assays? Obviously, we, everybody wants to know what's in this third dimension, as Dave said, you've put out one hole, there's uh, seven more to come soon, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're trying to compile them as they come in. It was a really unique situation, and, and I know we've had this conversation a few times and and put ourselves on the spot with, with timing. Um, we had to take a deep dive into what was actually causing uh, but we were feeling that the heat, of course, to get results back after two years of sending them uh, rock and chip samples, uh, channel sampling along the way was, you know, two week turnaround time. And the moment we send a full core from a hole, it's, uh, uh, you know, six, eight plus weeks turnaround time. Well, uh, it turns out the lab uses an incredible amount of uh, oxygen. And all that oxygen was commandeered by the, the Peruvian government to help with the crisis that they had and uh it that with working and supply chain issues and everything has really slowed everything to, to almost a standstill so you know we're we're as they come in we're going to we're going to analyze it and and how we release that is um uh is getting the respect to market as we as we see fit right and uh but we're definitely on the right track we're loving what we're seeing uh not only do we have you know these seven holes pending but we also have uh, a combined 30 channel samples and more rock sampling coming from not only Kurabaya, but also our second flagship project hurricane, which is really coming to light. So that is a project that we initially set out to possibly be our flagship project for tier one silver. But as Kurabaya came to light and all the information and the data came, came forward to us and the drilling permits fell into place, um, can't ignore something like this. This is incredible. We're running with it. So fortunate enough now to have that access to hurricane. We have geologists on the ground, getting as much work as we can get done before the rainy season begins mid-December, where we'll have to pull them out of the field. And uh, it's truly exciting to have two opportunities like this, um, truly world-class and massive world-class swings in the silver space.
2: And so assay lab timing, like uh, next two months, we should see these seven holes just to kind of set expectation.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair to say. I'm never going to give you a date, Bill.
2: <laughs> yeah, we already tried that once and uh, we didn't have cooperation <laughs> from the lab. But Ivan, you talk to investors. You are the biggest if or one of the biggest investors in tier one silver. Uh, what's the pulse of what investors are saying to you and what would you like to share?
3: Yeah, well, first of all, you know, this was an incredible launch on an incredible asset. And, you know, as an exploration investor, entrepreneur, for 20 years, you look for big things, and that's that's what we've really defined our group with. And, and those can take time. Um, You know, we we came listed in June at a dollar ninety was our high point Canadian share price, but that was the peak of silver's price around thirty dollars an ounce. You know, of the year, and we got to ride the silver price down to twenty two and change. And obviously, when you're speculating with the drill and waiting on results, you know, you're going to be a victim of market conditions. Although you know, if I look at the more important things here that are going on besides our current share price, it's what they're drilling. And I've obviously got a lot more privilege than everyone else does to see and go through each meter with Dave and and Peter on a timely basis. And it's incredible to see how much learning has happened from that first hole. Dave's glowing here today about hole eight. There's holes five, six, and seven, four. You know, there's a lot of them we could all talk about, but eight's kind of stealing the show as, you know, one level up and, you know, the progression of drilling from what I've seen with very little assays back has been, there's been incredible pace of learning. And this really comes down to Dave and and the technical team's work. I think that elaborate nature, Newmont background has been paramount. So when I look at this and I look at my shareholdings and I get to experience what I did in the last 72 hours with the gold market and actually silver got above, $22.50 2250 per share or per ounce. you know I get a little excited to think that we might be on to something substantial with Caryya in this upcoming crazy bull market that I think is going to be you know incredible in terms of prices of both silver, gold, copper, all the metals. So from that perspective bill, you know it couldn't be going better fundamentally. Um, we are speculating so we have a speculative value on our share price and we're actually performing extremely well relative to all of our peers globally but for good reason because what we're going for could be huge and it takes one hole in a system like this to really launch that rocket, it just takes one of those feeders to be crossed to carry a few meters of kilo plus or multiple meters of hundreds of grams silver, and then you just keep hitting that feeder. You follow it for the three kilometers that it goes for back to source. You're going to hit some of the best grades you've ever seen, based on seeing the 300 kilo silver that we've seen on surface and, and several multi kilo silver. So, as a silver exploration story, as a very large investor, you know I sit here with a lot of a lot of anticipation. Um, unfair anticipation or frustration with the timing to get results, but I'm actually okay with it because the project not only is getting better with the drill bit, as we're telling you here today, but it's also getting better with the trenches and, you know, trenching 20 meters of 300 grand silver on surface If that made open pit grade, that would be one of the highest grade open pit silver mines ever, you know, on the planet. That is huge. I'm not saying it's there yet. It's very early, but that combined target is real. Is it the sweet spot of the whole system? It's advertising better in trenches on Whitson grade than we've seen in the main area where we're drilling. But we're seeing some of the best holes we're drilling at visually. And that's all we can talk about now until we get assays. So this project is really turned up for me from when we first started going there, it didn't turn up by potential opportunity because we, we screamed it from the rooftops that this could be huge. And that part was very well decided. The probability of success for me based on seeing more trenches to drill underneath and the way that Dave's drilling it, that's really got me, got me super excited because that, that gives you a lot better probability of, of having that discovery. And then when you take a step back from the screen and you say, well, why do I own tier one? Well, there's two, huge silver opportunities. One is Curabaya. The second one is Hurricane, as Peter pointed out. You know We're working both of them into a rising silver market. And I can say this again, as we go into the seasonality for silver high of the year, which basically starts now, goes through February, this is the one of the most exciting three to four months ahead of us for silver price performance, on top of all the cool things going on in the macro picture that could really drive silver to new highs. So it doesn't get better for me. I, I think Dave and, and Peter, we have 15, 16 holes Coming due between now and March will be released, maybe February, of what we're drilling. You're on hole eight, eight more get drilled by year end. And uh that's a lot of a lot of news where one hole could do it, Bill. And I'm excited. I'm I'm excited more as a shareholder than as an executive, because finding the deposit is one thing, but I think that the money that I could make off of a discovery here as a shareholder could be unparalleled to anything else I'm seeing out there in the market by project that's never been drilled, huge luck, incredible grade, and, and all the things going for it that are going for it right now.
2: Dave, in terms of phase two drilling, as Ivan said, we'll be getting assay results from phase one through uh, March of next year. Do you, you need to process all that data before you plan out phase two, right?
1: Um, yes and no. I mean, we work in a full digital realm now, and information is real time. And we make, for example, um, we've drilled a little over three, almost three and a half thousand meters. And we've resubmitted our drill plan to the ministry three times. And that that shows you how the evolution and how the real-time learning based on that digital platform allows us to be agile and to react to what we're seeing. So we're processing things in real time. Um, It is a lot to process those kind of trenches that are coming from out there and to reconcile how they all fit together. That takes a little bit of time. But there's really obvious targets coming out already and um, we're a long way away from um, seeing um, a drill hole out there. So, phase phase two will definitely be attacking that that structure. It's the best one yet. Uh, presents beautifully on surface. It trenches well, and that's our bread and butter. Our bread and butter is getting under trenches. It's knowing where the fattest veins are and realizing, you know, the economics of what's there, and that comes down to geometry and learning. So, just for scale, yeah, just for scale on that, and just to understand how
3: big this opportunity is and the and the project is. We would be drilling and following up on things we hit in this program, Bill. And then there's a lot of new targets that we'll look forward to drilling like Kumbaya in the next phase. So the fact that you can go from following up on potential huge discoveries you make and still chasing you know, trenches and new feeders and new areas, that's a huge project. This is a massive project in terms of runway of how many places you could go find it or how many times you could go find it. And that's the appeal. And, that, and that's why... I think this value's great here, and it could be an absolute rocket when, when we start to get into it. There's going to be a lot, a
1: lot of drilling left to go make all the potential discoveries that could be here. And just one more point there, Bill. This chem represents the fifth feeder that we've identified on, on surface that has grades and widths that could support an economic intercept on them. So our goal to the end of the year is to drill across as many as we can and start putting those trench intercepts onto the drill trays and showing that they do go to depth and then follow up with our best trenching results at Cambaya. go explore that fifth feeder, and individually or collectively they could turn to be something of real significance in terms of discovery. So that's the forward plan for drilling in the new year when the the rainy season ends. Stay on these feeders and, and keep drilling them to depth and drill them back to where they came from.
2: Peter um it's been a the situation in Peru politically has been something we've talked about that has been a concern for investors but it kind of looks like things aren't uh you, we don't need to be worried about it at, at this point do we
0: never never say never i mean the the timing of of how peru politically has unfolded and the commencement of our our listing and going live has been incredible uh while we were trying to list on the exchange the the election was all happening you had an extreme communist uh using some dangerous language on one side and a convicted felon uh who's former whose father is in prison for war crimes of, of being a president of Peru itself. Um, where do you go with that? But um, in, in, a, in a way it really worked out in our favor. I mean, five presidents in five years in Peru, uh, I guess the best term is much ado about nothing. Uh, don't get comfortable where we're at right now as well, because you know, you know things can change in a heartbeat. Uh, what we did notice during that election time is people did get scared uh, and not just retail, uh, but also, you know, larger capital markets, they had a huge capital outflow during that period of the election. And even when Pedro looked like he was going to win. And, uh, but funny enough, how these things come around, the rhetoric has calmed down. Dave can attest to it being on the ground and Peru, nothing has changed. Uh, inevitably at the end of the day, it wouldn't have affected exploration companies as much as it would uh, producers who might be facing higher royalties or, or taxes. Uh, but just as in a few weeks ago, uh, Pedro Castillo and his and his uh, minister of mines were in Washington D.C. and New York City, uh, you know, convincing people to bring their money back to Peru. They're open for business, uh, and and they're willing to do whatever it takes to ensure that this is still remains a, a capitalistic environment. And and mining, it's a big big part of that for Peru. Uh, not only that, we've seen uh, recently the CEO of BHP saying, you know, we're we're heading back to to jurisdictions that maybe at one point did have some geopolitical risk. Uh, so all all this time we've been in Peru setting up shop, developing it out. So timing is is coming back in a big way. I think everyone uh, on this call and uh, all of your, your viewers and listeners will probably attest to the fact that it feels a little bit better out there. You know, the precious metals, the commodity rally we've seen coal go on fire, uranium catch on fire. And, and just, um, these things are happening. Copper hitting new highs, you know, the commodities cycle sure seems like it's ready to go. Silver is one of these things that's been so suppressed over, over the last few years that it just feels like an elastic band has been pulled back and it's ready to just release, and when it does, it's going to be vicious, it's going to be fun. And it's going to be great to be in a country like Peru that is so mineral rich, vastly unexplored. And uh we're in such a great, great address with the giants surrounding us. And we we possibly have found, you know, a massive precious metal system uh in and amongst these giants. So it's 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 great. The 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 environment seems like it's it's heading in our favor and uh politically it's just not something we think about anymore.
2: Ivan, final thoughts?
0: Uh,
3: Just what Peter did a really good job there. I just got happier being a shareholder. He just reminded everybody of the size. And uh, I have zero concern on Peru. I've been there for five years now, six. Dave and Michael Hendrickson, Dave's partner, they've been in Peru since Newmont days. And if the majors are there, it's usually safe for us to be there. That's generally been the protocol. But uh, I just think that the opportunity that presented at Curry Baya is a lot stronger as a reality than it was when we first said it. And I want to say that the evidence is stacking in favor of it, as you saw on the news today with the trenches, but so much more to come out of tier one. When that first hole comes in, and it all starts and that could be as early as a couple of weeks from now or a couple of months from now but there's definitely a lot of potential holes on the horizon that could really give it for us and then there's no looking back so just be happy that you own us before silver goes bid take advantage if you don't of you know opportunistic pricing but uh, remember it's it's huge risk huge reward and and we offer that you know, here, and that's that's what we want. That's what we want for our shareholders. That's what we want for our share price. And having this asset, as Dave said, it's it's not easy to come by. And we've looked at many. So stay stay tuned and hang on and, and look forward to the results.
2: All right. Well, the website is tier dot com. Trades in Canada under TSLV, and in the states under TSLVF. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show today and providing this update.
0: Thank you.